Peace, peace. We are back once again with Masterminds with Brother Shemel. I am your host, Brother Shemel, and I'm glad to be back. Uh, took a little break. We are back again. And before we get to today's subject, I uh, just want to make a few announcements. As always, I always like to start off um, by expressing my gratitude to each and every one of you who have been listening to the podcast, supporting it, sharing it, uh, letting others know about it, uh, subscribing, following the whole nine. So I thank each and every one of you. Um, And particularly, I want to um, give a particular shout out and honors to uh, a sister who reached out to me uh, recently on my YouTube channel. Uh, She recently proclaimed her nationality as a Moorish American, and she, you know, expressed interest in getting my literature. She told me that um, since her beginning of her journey on a search, that uh, her watching my videos um, checking out my content, you know, has really helped her. So I'd like to send a special shout out to the sister, um, T. Moody L. Uh, honest to you, I appreciate um, those kind words. And uh, I hope you are enjoying the book, uh, Who is Elohim? I believe it is. That you, um, quite, the book, well, actually, it was two books. So, Who is Elohim and What is the Higher Self? Um, so, also, um, honors, I uh, want to give honors to the individual who uh, gave me some constructive criticism on the podcast. Uh, like I said, I I definitely embrace all feedback um, in particular. Um, and this particular individual had let me know that, um, that they would like for the volume of the music background, the background music to be lowered so they can concentrate more on the words which is um i appreciate it will be done and uh actually it's kind of flattering because when i first started i was doing a podcast i kind of thought like who wants to hear me for an hour straight just hear my voice <laughs> but uh come to find out people do want to hear to hear my words they want to listen to me and uh want to focus on the message so that's i give um all gratitude to the most high for that and thank you for that. So, got some announcements. Um, tomorrow, I am scheduled. I mentioned before that I will be doing uh, an interview. That interview is actually scheduled tomorrow, uh, which will be a Sunday. And uh, I just want to take the time out to give honors to Original Titan. Original Titan. Um, who will be the one interviewing me um, definitely check her out on YouTube Original Titan is the name of the channel and um, probably by the time you listen to this the video may be up um, the interview may be up so definitely be on the lookout for that and subscribe and support the sister and what she's doing she has great information on there great metaphysical information and she's up and coming so definitely support uh, also, not only will I be interviewed, I will be getting back on conducting interviews as well. I took a, um, a brief 
hiatus from that, but I'm going to start doing that. I will continue as well to do what I'm doing uh, with just my demonstrations um, and my breakdowns of various literature, but I have a special guest uh, in tune for starting next month, May, and I'm not going to say the name, but I will say that this particular person is a powerhouse someone who is definitely um, very influential and very impactful has contributed a lot to the Moorish movement Um, a scholar, a true scholar in every sense of the word um, has actually provided work that you know will stand the test of time and has been around some other great giants as well, mental giants as well so that's all I'm going to say be on the lookout um, and I'm probably like right before when I get a um, definite date uh, I probably will put a Facebook uh, have a Facebook event and invite people on just to give them notice you know, check it out you know this will be um, podcast you will hear audio and you will also see video as well um, so be on the lookout for that I'm really excited about that so without further ado I want to get into today's topic, um, dealing with divine love. And I will be going into various parts of the Circle 7, as well as other literature. Um, But before I do that, uh, one thing I want to express is that within the movement that I'm a part of, which is the Moorish Divine National Movement, um, being a member of Moorish Science Temple of America. Um, You hear the word love a lot uh, simply because that is the first of the five principles um, that is expressed. You know, we have, we say it in our questionnaire, we say it in our prayer, Moorish American prayer, love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Right. So, you know, it is very important that we get a um, understanding of these particular things in the starting. And again, I'll be jumping around in chapter 45 of the circle seven in the very first verse. It says the fallen sons and daughters of the Asiatic nation of North America need to learn to love instead of hate and to know of their higher self and lower self. This is the uniting of the Holy Quran of Mecca for teaching and instructing all Moorish Americans ETC. So we see that that is a, um, uh, a fundamental part of the teachings um, taught in the movement. And I know many people who are listening are not part of it, but I just want to give some context um, from my perspective on it. And everyone has their own perspective rightfully so in but we have to understand what does it mean to actually say love what does that mean we say it but what is it in chapter 3 of the circle 7 particularly verse 2 it says blessed are the pure in heart for they will love and not demand love in return okay but even before that in verse that's verse 3 I'm sorry but in verse 2 it says 
No man live unto himself, for every living thing is bound by cords to every other living thing. So no man live unto himself, for every living thing is bound by cords to every other living thing. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will love and not demand love in return. They will do, they will not do to other men what they would not have other men do unto them. That's the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Right? So what we're really looking at is an aspect of love in terms of compassion and caring. So learning to love is really learning to care. We have to learn to care. If we can put that in our mindset and almost not totally replace, but redefine and reconstruct and always keep that word caring, then we'll have a different perspective because love for some people have been made synonymous with lust or even like people people confuse love with liking somebody and it's really not about that you don't have like is based on preference love has true love has no preference because again no man live unto himself for every living thing is bound by cords to every other living thing okay and the higher self is justice mercy love and right so that's what the higher self breeds so now we get into chapter 2 of the circle 7 and I'll start with verse 19 it says teach that the holy breath would make them one again restoring harmony and peace that naught can make them one but love that Allah so loved the world that he clothed his son in flesh that man can comprehend the only savior of the world is love and Jesus son of Mary comes to manifest that love to men now love cannot manifest it until its way has been prepared naught can rend the rock and bring down lofty hill and fill the valleys up and thus prepare the way but purity but purity in life men do not comprehend and so it too must come in flesh and you Elizabeth are blessed because yours is purity made flesh and he shall pay the way for love this age will comprehend but little of the works of purity of love but not a word is lost for in the book of Allah's remembrance a registry is made of every thought and word and deed and when the world is ready to receive lo Allah will send a messenger to open the book and copy from its sacred pages all the messages of purity and love then every man on earth will read the words in language of life the words of life in language of his native land and men will see the light and walk in the light and be the light okay so we have to understand comprehend understand understand overstand that what we truly call love divine love and we'll get into that 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 term divine love a little more 
But that term divine love, one, is pure. I started off by saying, blessed are the pure in hearts, for they will love and not demand love in return. The taint, tainted love or the love of a, of a, of a lesser degree of, vi- of vibration of a more carnal degree deals with preference, deals with likes and dislikes. It deals with ego, one's own ego and their own filters, mental filters as how they perceive a thing. You know, um, people will fall in love, right? Uh, with other people and things of that nature. They people will love material things, but that's not true divine love. And even for those who are on the spiritual journey and profess to be on the spiritual journey, we too have to constantly reassess are we truly operating in the vibration of love? Now, I'm going to read from a section of a book that is um, that many adepts um, study. And I'm just going to read this, and it, it speaks about a story pertaining to Jesus. And within that story, I'll read part of it. It says, One morning after service in the temple, Jesus, as he sat in silent thought, Rabbi said to Jesus, Which is the greatest of the Ten Commands? And Jesus said, I do not see the greatest of the Ten Commands. I see a golden cord that runs through all the Ten Commands that binds them fast and makes them one. This cord is love. And it belongs to every word of all the Ten Commands. If one is full of love, he can do nothing else but worship Allah, for Allah is love. If one is full of love, he cannot kill. He cannot falsely testify. He cannot covet. He can do naught but honor Allah and man. If one is full of love, he does not need commands of any kind and Rabbi Barakia said your words are seasoned with the salt of wisdom that is from above who is the teacher who has opened up this truth to you and Jesus said I do not know any teacher opened up this truth for me it seems to me that truth was never shut that it was always opened up For truth is one and it is everywhere. And if we open up the windows of our minds, the truth will enter in and make herself at home. For truth can find her way through any crevice, any window, and any door. The rabbi said, what hand is strong enough to open up the windows and the doors of our minds so truth can enter in? And Jesus said, It seems to me that love, the golden cord that binds the Ten Commands in one is strong enough to open any human door so that truth can enter in and cause the heart to understand. So I'll stop there. So again, we're still going back to love, right? And remember... In chapter 3, verse 2, 
of the circle seven, it clearly stated that no man live unto himself for every living thing is bound by cords to every other living thing. So one of the cords, the golden cord is the cord of love. But in order to recognize and be aware and cognizant of that, that cord that even exists, right? That's why opening up the heart chakra is important. Many of you know about the heart chakra, but opening up the heart chakra through your meditations and in other practices is very important. There has to be purity. There has to be a purification um, process. And that purification process deals with one going through a mental uh, detoxing of those limiting beliefs and thoughts and concepts that became filters on how we perceive a thing. So many of us will actually listen to other people and we take offense to them. Or we may see a person act a certain way. We automatically assume things based on our own mental filters, which is impurities in the very in the very truest sense of the word. But when you when you let go of that, then you can truly see the beauty of all that is. I'm reminded about a particular to give an analogy a comparison. <clears throat> I recently saw Doctor Strange for the first time. I'm, you know, I have to admit, I'm not really a big movie watcher, and I was told about, you know, Doctor Strange. Yeah, hey, you need to watch Doctor Strange. I never got around to it. Just so happened, um, I ended up um, getting Disney Plus, and in Disney Plus. They have all of the um, the uh, Marvel movies. You know, I initially got Disney Plus to watch the movie Soul, which I spoke about in a previous podcast episode. So I decided to watch Doctor Strange. I was like, okay, I remember somebody telling me about Doctor Strange, and it was a it was a, a lot of deep sciences talked about it, which you know I can get it. We can get into that another day. But one of the things that was interesting towards the end of the movie, there's a scene where um, the teacher of Dr. Strange called the Ancient One was saying to him about the ego. And he said, basically, he explained she well, she explained to him, you know, in so many words, what you, what you don't understand is that it's not about you. That's that was the word she said. It's not about you. So when you have the ego, the ego is a barrier to true divine love. And in order to get to true divine love, that purification process deals with suppressing and exhausting the ego remove your ego out there then you can open up those that those windows you know the windows of your heart the windows of your mind to actually 
allow truth to come in. There's a reason why in the Moorish, the teachings, the teachings um, within the Moorish movement, the principles are in that particular order. It's love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. It's always in that order. And every literature you read pertaining to that, it's always in that order. It's never switched over at any particular point in time. It's always love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. And here's a little interesting story. I never really shared this. Before I uh, became a member of the Moore Science Temple of America, I came around other different individuals who um, knew different remnants of the particular the particular um, aspect of the movement and the teachings but weren't in it so what I wanted to say about that was that in particular one person said to would always say to me Truth, love, peace, freedom, justice. I never forgot that. Truth, he always he would always say, truth, love, peace, freedom, justice. It's like, why he say truth, love, peace, freedom, justice? I just read somewhere it, was, it says love, truth, peace. He, he would never say love first. And then it dawned on me. This person was not a person that was full of love. He, was, he wasn't a, a bad person per se, but he wasn't a warm person. <laughs> he wasn't a warm person. His heart chakra weren't was not wasn't open. He's very he's very cold. He wasn't you know he wasn't um, about emotions at all. You know, he you could barely get a thank you out of him. I don't even think I even got that <laughs> from him. But um, like I said, he was you know he did a lot of good things, but. I always noticed about that about like love wasn't his he wasn't about love as the forefront and that was a missing key Um, and I'm fortunate to say that a lot of things uh, consequently took place in his life that in my humble opinion could have been avoided had he followed the principles in the proper order I'll just say that. But I'm putting this in context to let it be known that in these teachings, and those teachings were taught by Noble Drew Ali, there was a reason why he put it in that order. And so, because he knew, again, he's the one who said, you have to learn to love instead of hate. The very fact that we have to learn it means one we don't know it and two that it's a process you don't just automatically love someone and and first it starts with loving ourselves many of us don't even love ourselves thus it's virtually impossible to love someone else and you can't love what you don't know can't it's very well it's hard to love what you don't know i'll put it like that 
particularly yourself, you, you know, you're not going to, if you don't know yourself, who you really are, how, how are you ever really going to love? But as far as loving, caring for others, the, the premise of, and the foundation of caring for others is to want again that golden rule want for others what you want for yourself and if you don't want the best for yourself how can you want the best for others um there's a lot of people who say i'm an empath in the in the spiritual conscious community um yeah i'm an empath and things of that nature and these you know they say it you know as a as a as a title which is fine but to be an empath, you have to be empathetic. You have to have empathy. And empathy, um, by very definition of the word empathy, deals with, you know, basically, actually um, uh, putting yourself in another person's place. You know, being able to actually... Um, be in tune with the vibration of another person. You catch what I'm saying? So um, the etymology of it comes from the word empathia, meaning passion, right? Um, pathos, passion, even suffering. So you have to have the ability to comprehend what another person is feeling. To every, as they would say, put yourself in another person's shoes, which is different from sim- sympathy. To be sympathy is similar, right? Like, but not quite. So the sympathetic person would be like, well, you know, I could imagine what it would be, what it be like to um, go through what you're going. I could imagine it, as opposed to an empathetic person, like they actually feel it. They actually are, they identify with the suffering or with whatever emotional state a person is into. It's not just being, so being an empath is more than just saying, you know, I, I, um, you know, I, I'm sensitive to these spiritual energies around. It's actually, it's actually um, the foundation of love, true, true love, caring, universal love. And so we have to recognize these things and these things are important Um, because if we don't get this right, then everything else is useless. You know, all the reading of scriptures, attending of um, spiritual gatherings, you know, all this knowledge, you know, hearing this, these pearls of wisdom is nothing if people can't care for each other you know not care about what or care about who just learn to care and in learning to care the universe will care that's what you have to realize is that all life is bound by one cause so it's reciprocal you receive and that deal we talk about the law of attraction everyone talks about the law of attraction well attraction is is intertwined with that love piece you know when people say they love someone they say they're attracted to them it's just something about them that attracted me to them well 
when you open yourself to divine love, you are you are practicing or implementing the law of attraction in that sense because you are sending out that vibration, that higher vibration of caring, concern of of all life as as need be to the best of your ability and thus the universe will reciprocate that those higher energies will reciprocate that as above so below as within so without so we definitely have to have comprehension of that for those of us who say we are in the higher selves or working on the higher selves or know about our higher selves it all goes back to that divine love which is caring and we'll get more into that term of divine love in the next half Now, I stated that I was going to speak more on the term of divine love and what does that mean. Now, from a very basic breakdown of the two words, divine, divinity, deva, meaning God, you would automatically come to the conclusion that you're speaking about a godly love love of God, a love that is beyond the human form of love. But um, I want to get into a particular term that is used commonly amongst um, the Sufi Muslims, and that is an Arabic word known as ishq, um, which is an Arabic word for love. Um but in the context I'm going to break that down and actually the etymology of it um, denotes from an Arabic word a verbal root ashak, which means to stick or to cleave to right um, so it definitely ties into that that um, that unity that being one with the omnipotent as I um, often speak about so some of the things I want to um, put into context is that in Sufism for example in Hindi the word ishq means a lustless love a love without lust and remember earlier I spoke about how commonly um, in this society that love is made synonymous with lust but here we're talking about a higher love right Uh, a love that's beyond the carnal desires so in order to particularly speak in reference to um, the aspect of this I want to get into another term that's used within Sufism and that is a term known as Murakaba so and I'll be by the way reading for some excerpts from my book Who is Elohim in reference to this because I speak about this in depth so what is Murakaba Murakaba is the Sufi word for meditation in Arabic it literally means 
to observe. It implies that with meditation, one observes their higher self and acquires knowledge of it, acquires knowledge of it. While prayer is the art of talking and not listening, meditation is the art of listening and not talking. Through meditation, a person becomes one with the omnipotent. The benefit of meditation is described actually in the circle seven, specifically chapter 35 verses 18 to 20, which state the following. If we lift up our eyes to the heavens, his glory shineth forth. If we cast them down on the earth, it is full of his goodness. The hills and the valleys rejoice and sing. Fields, rivers, and woods resound his praise. But thee, he have distinguished with peculiar favor and exalted thy station above all creatures. But thee, he have imbued thee with reason to maintain thy dominion. He have fitted thee with language to improve thy society and exalted thy mind with the powers of meditation to contemplate and adore his inimitable perfections. Through Murakaba or meditation, the ultimate goal for the Sufi is something called Bakabila, which is Arabic for permanence with Allah, which denotes become, becoming one with Allah. Bakabila describes a particular type of life with the omnipotent, through the omnipotent, in the omnipotent, and for the omnipotent. In this state, the essence of the adept is raised to the level of the higher self under the principles of love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. The adept is completely absorbed by the deific life. It is through the omnipotent that the adept sees, hears, feels, expresses will, and contemplates. The higher self is described in detail in the circle 7, chapter 5, verses 5 to 15, which state, There are two selves, the higher self and lower self. The higher self is human spirit clothed with soul made in the form of Allah. The lower self, the carnal self, the body of desires is a reflection of higher self distorted by the murky ethers of the flesh. The lower self is an illusion and will pass away. The higher self is Allah in man and will not pass away. The higher self is the embodiment of truth. The lower self is truth reversed and so is falsehood manifest. The higher self is justice, mercy, love, and right. The lower self is what the higher self is not. The lower self breeds hatred, slander, lewdness, murders, death, and everything that harms. The higher self is the mother of virtues and the harmonies of life. The lower self is rich in promises, but poor in blessedness and peace. It offers pleasure, joy, and satisfying gain. 
but gives unrest, misery, and death. It gives men apples that are lovely to the eye and pleasant to the smell. Their cores are full of bitterness and gall. If you would ask me what to study, I would say yourselves. And when you have well studied them and then would ask me what to study next, I would reply yourselves. He who knows his lower self, he who knows well his lower self, knows the illusions of the world, knows of the things that pass away. And he who knows the high, his higher self, know Allah. Well, the things that cannot, knows well the things that cannot pass away. So just to recap on that last part, he who knows well his lower self, knows the illusions of the world, knows of the things that pass away. He who knows his higher self knows the law, knows well the things that cannot pass away. So that passage clearly explains that the higher self is the omnipotent in man and the mother of virtues. Through Murakaba, the Sufi who gains knowledge of his or her higher self achieve something called taqwa. Taqwa is an Islamic term denoting what they would call Allah consciousness, God consciousness, and mindfulness. The word taqwa derives from the Arabic word itaka, meaning be mindful, which is a verb. Taqwa literally means to be mindful of the perfection of Allah or the omnipotent by whatever name you choose to use. Taqwa has a major role in the life of the Sufi. It is one of the stations of the Sufi path. Taqwa is significant as it has the potential to make the Sufi become one with Allah. Taqwa in connection with Baqabila is summarized in the great Quran of Muhammad Al-Quran the 50th surah or chapter in the 16th ayat verse which states the following and we already created man we know whatever his self whispers within him and we are nearer to him than the juggler vein right so it is interesting to note that that verse makes reference to the juggler vein. The juggler vein is the vein that brings the oxygenated blood from the brain back to the heart. So there's a connection between the heart and the brain. A direct connection by way of that juggler vein. This verse confirms that Elohim, which is defined in the Moorish questionnaires, the seven eyes of Allah created man and is nearer to him than the juggler vein. So, right? The triune Allah breathed forth the seven created spirits, Elohim, and Allah, as it's called, resides in the heart of man, the spiritual heart. 
this is confirmed in the circle seven, chapter eight, verse seven, which states a law's meeting place with man is in the heart and in a still small voice. He speaks and he who hears is still again. It is important to clarify that the heart spoken about in this verse is the spiritual heart, not to be confused with the blood pumping organ. So just as the juggler vein is the connection between the physical heart and brain, Elohim is the connection between the spiritual heart, which is Allah's meeting place in the mind of man from the heart of man to the heart of Allah. So the Sufi often speaks about the spiritual heart as Kalb is the word. So again, Kalb is an Arabic word meaning spiritual heart. In Sufi teachings, Kalb is variously described. For some, it is the center of spiritual vision. Others consider it the doorway to Ishq. And that's that word again I spoke about. Ishq, meaning divine love. So there is a particular book or writing, I should say, um, that writing is called The Religion of God, uh, written by an author by the name of Riaz Ahmed Gohar Shahi. And in it, he speaks about the kolb, the inner heart, the spiritual heart. And I'll just um, go and read a section of that. It says, the kolb acts like a telephone operator between God and the human being. A human being receives guidance and inspiration through it. Whereas the worship and the meditation done by the spiritual entities themselves can reach the highest realm. The throne of God with the aid of the Kolb. The Kolb itself, however, cannot travel beyond the realm of the angels. As its place of origin is the Kolb. The lowest heaven in the realm of the angels. The Kolb meditation is from within and his vibrating rosary is within the human skeleton, the heartbeat. People that fail to achieve this meditation of the Kolb in this lifetime will be regretful, even though they may be in paradise. As God has stated regarding those who will go to paradise, that do they the inhabitants of paradise think that they will be equal to those who are elevated, reach, that is, reached higher realms by practicing the spiritual disciplines and becoming illuminated. As those that have achieved the meditation of the Kolb, they will enjoy its pleasures, even in paradise when their Kolb will be vibrating with the name of God. After death, physical worship ceases to exist. And the people whose kolb and spiritual entities are not strengthened and illuminated with the light of God are afflicted and distressed in their graves and their spiritual entities waste away. Whereas the illuminated and strengthened spiritual entities will go to the realm where the righteous will wait before the final judgment. After the day of judgment, a second body will be given 
the illuminated spiritual entities along with the human soul will enter that body. The people that taught their spiritual entities, meditation, whereby the entities chanted the name of God, Allah, in this lifetime, will find that the spiritual entities will continue with this meditation even in the hereafter. Such people will continue to be elevated and exalted in the hereafter. And that's from the writing entitled The Religion of God. So the Kolb would be considered equivalent to something known as the heart chakra in Tibetan Buddhism, which is called Anahata in Sanskrit. And Anahata is a Sanskrit word which means literally unhurt, unharmed. Um, and as we know, there are seven main chakras that are recognized in Buddhism, Hinduism, and other disciplines. So, and I've spoken about that many times before. Now, also, I want to make in reference in the teachings of Kabbalah, the central sephirah in the tree of life, in the Kabbalistic tree of life, it is called Teferet which is considered equivalent to the heart chakra. Teferet has the common association of spirituality, balance, beauty, and compassion. It is interesting to note also that the pre-coronation attribute of his imperial majesty, Haile Selassie I, or Haile Selassie I, was Tafari Makonen. The word Ras Tafari is taken from Ras Tafari, or Ras Tafari, which is the title Ras, that's Amharic for head, and the first attribute of Haile Selassie's birth name, Tafari Makonin, so Tafari, right? So in Amharic, Ras literally means head and is the Amharic title equivalent to a prince. So this appellation of Tafari, which was his actual name, is the Amharic cognate of Teferet, right? Which it means, you know, beauty, compassion, as I mentioned, balance, spirituality. So whether one uses the term Kolb, Anahata, Teferet, a heart chakra, it is acknowledged that it refers to the balanced center of compassion and divine light. Right? And in Kabbalah, that term um, used for divine light is Or. Right? And you know, you'll notice when you study, um, there's a term used also in connection with order called ma'or which is luminary or source of life ma'or which is um, phonetically synonymous with the word more right and that can be actually found in the book of Genesis the ma'or so there's a lot of connections in terms of your spiritual center being open. Remember I talked about opening that window of your heart, opening the windows of your mind 
and letting love in, right? Love is also made synonymous with light. We speak of love as being a light as well, being shining, opening. But in order for these things to get to that place, there has to be a purification to allow that to be. So getting back to what I was stating before, the importance of learning to care. Because learning to care is learning to love instead of hate. Right? A lot of people have lack of love of each other because they they don't take the time to learn of each other. And we're in a society where we're so disconnected where we don't many of us don't want to know each other. We don't care to know about each other. We don't care to learn about what makes a person the way they are. Right? Even people who get into astrology, you know, I'm, I'm a Aries, I'm a Sagittarius, I'm a Scorpion, a Scorpio, whatever, and all these different things. But we never truly take the time when you deal with a person, instead of going off of their 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 zodiac sign, which which is insufficient because there's other aspects of astrology, even in that, which makes it more more so it's not cut and dry but also just getting actually to understand the human mind. And in order to comprehend, truly comprehend the human mind, you have to go into knowing your own mind. What are your filters? What makes you as flawed? <laughs> you catch what I'm saying? So you can have a, a sense of empathy and compassion for all humanity because you know that you too either are in that space position or have been in that position to gain patience with people right and especially for those on the spiritual path if we don't go and put this into action then you're missing um, a major part really the main part on this path because the power of love is more powerful than than almost any weapon you can think of right some people and again even in the teachings in the circle seven it says power is an illusion but so I would rather say a force love is a stronger force than what you can think of because love love is not something that it comes and goes it's just it's always there just as I mentioned before, it was never shut, right? You just have to, it has to be, you have to raise your vibration to that love frequency. And that's what it takes. And um, like I said, it's not an easy thing, but it's a necessary thing. Uh, I myself, I can speak on people who I've come across. And initially, I didn't particularly like them, just being totally transparent I didn't there was things about him I did not like right yet and still I understood that within the very core I cared for that person on the level of I wanted the best for them I wanted um, 
in my interactions to be of benefit and not and not of detriment. So that was able that love, that concern, that simple concern allowed for me to curtail any abuses, any aspects of the lower self to be involved, any things of my ego, because it's not about me. (laughs) It's not about me. And all life is bound by one chord. So, and then later on, what I come to find out is as I allowed that to be the basis of my interactions with the person and I fought to suppress my ego in those situations because of my likes and dislikes about what I observed, I got to have a greater appreciation for that person because I was no longer looking at them with the physical eye, but with the inner eye, as I've spoken about before. And it's that way because when you understand that and comprehend that we all have a higher self and lower self, all of our lower selves are flawed. All of the physical, no matter how nice we may groom it, um, how, you know, what clothes we put on it, you know, what titles we attach to it, you know, what um, schools of thought and learning we we attributed to it to regurgitate and sound knowledgeable, wise and full of uh, understanding overstanding, understanding, and the likes, regardless of all of that, you know, money, all of those are attachments. That's not you. Even the knowledge, that's something you, uh, you, you gained, you acquired. It's not you. So once you strip all of that, right, from that level, you understand, you comprehend the fact that the essence of who you are is of the omnipotent you are not just in the all you are in all right you get to a level of saying about the all being all in the all being a part of the all but eventually you get to the point where that definite article the has to go and it's not about the all you are in all and all is in you and even in the circle seven it says that Allah is all so we're not talking about some being that sits on a throne Allah is all that's more science that's metaphysics so having that concept and clear conception allows for you to see yourself in others and look for yourself in others right and if you don't and if you don't find yourself in others that's okay too because in finding something that's not of you you may learn something right because that will allow for you to be able to make the wise decision of how to proceed but realize and have an understanding that we have to learn to care regardless in all situations not for yourself and sometimes not even for them but 
care to care, right? Because that, again, as I mentioned, that energy, that vibration of caring, which is which is a part and partial of divine love, is necessary for the the transformation, the the expansion of one self to become one with the omnipotent and that's the ultimate goal you can't get there without love you can't get there without a love void of lust and a vo- and a and a love void of selfish selfish um ideas selfish dispositions preferences and things of that nature so again learn to love instead of hate Learn to care for each other because that is the key that will save all a fallen humanity. And with that, until next time, I say peace and love.